then we cut to that awkward inauguration crowd where there were more people in the parade than the crowd. Oh, talk about some creative editing, too, to make sure that he didn't get those shots. And, no. But you can still see just like, oh, yeah, there's about 12 people on the sidelines there. Oh, I, I genuinely expected, like, Dinesh D'Souza to be green screened in every three people in different <laughs> wigs and hats. Oh, boy, I should. It's where he's all the big Victorian lo- lollipop. Oh, President Trump, I love him. I'm a little girl. God awful movie. Movie. Movies. Welcome back to the Gamcast, where each week we sample another selection from Christian cinema because somehow we still don't know any better. I'm your host, No Illusions. Heath was unable to join us this week, so maybe he knows better. But sitting 900 miles to my northeast is my bad friend, Eli Bosnick. Eli, how are you this fine afternoon, sir? Bad, Noah. I'm real, real bad. Look, every podcast has a moment where they turn to themselves and they go, hey, this podcast was a bad idea. And this movie (laughs) was the one where we learned it. The one. Yeah. The one time I've ever thought that. Yeah. uh It's built into my intro. worth of Christian movies. (laughs) And this is the one that I was like, "Eh, yeah, I was okay with loving the bad man. (laughs) (laughs) And that laugh you just heard sitting 900 miles to my pretty much due north is our special guest masochist. Mike White is the co-host of the Projection Booth podcast. He's been critiquing movies for over a quarter of a century now, and I have a hard time believing anything he's seen prepared him for this. Mike, welcome to God Awful Movies, sir. Thank you so much for having me. It is such an honor to be here, even if we're talking about this piece of shit. Okay. All right. Well, speaking of this piece of shit, tell us, Mike, what will we be breaking down today? This week, we're looking at Dinesh D'Souza's latest polemic against Hillary Clinton, Barack Obama, and the Democratic Party, Death of a Nation, colon, Can We Save America a Second Time? It's the story of an immigrant who uncovers the true intentions of the Democratic Party by reading the Wikipedia entry on Hitler's rise to power and trying to tie connections between Hitler, Lincoln, and the Democrats. Basically, it's to Donald Trump. Thanks for the pardon. <laughs> yeah, right. right. <laughs> it sure yeah, the fuck is. This movie brought to you by yarn and pushpins. Jesus. <laughs> and Eli, how bad was this movie? Well, if you're a Nazi, you will love this movie. It's a no movie qualifiers for necessary, really. <laughs> no, not a one. Yeah, I okay, so I'm going to apologize in advance. We're going to get through this thing. I promise that we are, but I may literally have a fact check for every sentence of this movie in my notes. Yep. The, you literally cannot create a drinking game around this movie. I thought, because I was working on a, an interstitial, and I was like, oh, it'll be fun. We'll set up the drinking game for those that watch along. Don't, one, don't watch along. Two, you can't, everything kills you. Every possible <laughs> drinking game except for truth, which you can play with your teetotaler aunt. Other than that. Oh, God. Yeah, and she's probably watching this movie, so it'll work out well. All right, so is there anything you guys want to nominate this one for being the best at being the worst at? I'd like to nominate it for best worst. I'm not a Nazi. You're a Nazi. Oh, that, that could have been the tagline. <laughs> I thought it was for a few minutes. <laughs> That's a conversation that happens with a Nazi. Like, 
I know we use the word Nazi now and then here and there. There's a Nazi in this movie, <laughs> and he asks the Nazi if he's a Nazi. And the Nazi's like, no. And he's like, well, settled. We'll get to it. He, and, and the reason, by the way, that he's talking to a Nazi is because he feels the need to parse the difference between his position and a Nazi. And a Nazi, yes. He's, he is clarifying the differences between himself and a Nazi, and he does a bad he job. He really does, <laughs> yes, both in choosing the Nazi and in clarifying. Uh, it reminds me of like, you know, oh, well, was, was God one person, three people? How about we just maybe say maybe there's not a God? <laughs> All right, so I was going to, usually I wait until after I've started watching the movie to uh, fill in my best worst, but I didn't have to in this instance. I'm going to go with best worst cover art. Now, this is so it's like it's it's like the opening to the Colbert Report ejaculated. That's the background, <laughs> right? And in the foreground, you have an image that is half Abraham Lincoln, half Donald Trump, <laughs> which. And they don't meld well, by the way. No. Like, whoever did his absolute best to combine these two faces did a bad job. Although I will say probably Trump takes a look at it and he goes like, you know, a hat would be easier than the comb over. Can I still, <laughs> the stovepipe, is that, they still doing that? Uh, I missed it. Should have gone with stovepipe. Uh, all right. I'm going to go with best worst coincidence. <laughs> this, and look, we've watched a lot of really, really, really stupid documentaries. So when I say that this movie at certain points yes. turns to itself and goes, wait, what? <laughs> it's really, it's a whole new level of not understanding what you just said in your movie. We'll get to it, but there are several moments in this movie where I expected Dinesh to be like, wait, can we go back? I'm sorry. I think I just, it's a bunch what did of I just say? Flat earther basketball players <laughs> show up going, this doesn't make any fucking sense, man. What the hell are you talking lazy, about? Lazy thinking. Can I tell you that, Dinesh? <laughs> All right. Well, I can't speak for the rest of the pa You know what? I think I can speak the re for the rest of the panel on this one. I'm not inebriated enough to revisit Dinesh D'Souza <laughs> arguments. So we're going to pause for a quick break. And when we come back, we'll dive into all the revisionist bullshit that is death of a nation. You know, here at God Awful Movies, we'd like to keep things fun and fresh by presenting our ads as skits or humorous dialogues. But it turns out not every podcast can do that without it being terrible. So when our advertiser, Robinhood, sent out a podcast-wide advisory for everyone to just please read the freaking copy verbatim, we understood. Somebody else screwed it up for everybody. So with that in mind, Robinhood is an investing app that lets you buy and sell stocks, ETFs, options, and cryptos, all commission-free. While other brokerages charge up to $10 for every trade, Robinhood doesn't charge any commission fees. So you can trade stocks and keep all your profits. Plus, there is no account minimum deposit needed to get started, so you can start investing at any level. The simple, intuitive design of Robinhood makes investing easy for newcomers and experts alike. View easy-to-understand charts and market data and place a trade in just four taps of your smartphone. You can also view stock collections, such as 100 Most Popular. With Robinhood, you can learn how to invest in the market as you build your portfolio, discover new stocks, track your favorite companies, and get custom notifications for price movements so you never miss the right moment to invest. And Robinhood is giving listeners of God Awful Movies a free stock like Apple, Ford, or Sprint to help build your portfolio. Sign up at awful.robinhood.com. Robinhood, for when your Robin needs witness protection. No, no, it's not. <laughs> Hi, 
I'm Eli Bosnick, professional comedian. And I'm Andrew Torres, legal counsel for Puzzle in a Thunderstorm, LLC. You know, we say a lot of silly things here on God Awful Movies, like when we pretend to dig up anti-women's rights activists. Yeah, or, or when our cast accuses each other of murder. And I think it's clear to any reasonable person that when we say those things, we're joking. These are jokes, 100% jokes that we don't mean at all. Isn't that right, Andrew? That's right, Eli. Jokes indeed. So if you're a Trump supporter and you listen to our show, maybe skip this episode. Exactly. And all of our episodes, every single episode. This show isn't for you because you're a heartless piece of shit who doesn't deserve to have nice things ever. uh, Right. But if you are a... A sitting judge or a prosecutor or you work for the Department of Justice, please keep in mind that we have placed this at the very, very beginning of this week's episode. You're like wet mouthed, evil little toads. You're like red hatted, cowardly little cake. I'm saying right now. Absolutely not. Not even with the warning. Well, they should. I need a Tums. and we're back for the breakdown and i'm gonna go ahead and say it this movie doth protest too much in second one the name of the production company is quality flicks (laughs) it might as well be called is to a movie production (laughs) of course that wasn't the first thing that impressed me the first thing was the runtime. the first note i wrote is oh my god there's no way dinesh d'souza has an hour and 49 minutes worth of shit to say oh but he does well noah spoiler alert he does not because he is going to fit not one but two Music videos of (laughs) lesser known American theme songs. Yep. Yeah. Well, sort of. Yeah. And also a lot of historical reenactments where all his buddies get to dress up as Nazis or KKK members. Well, you know, when you're Dinesh D'Souza, your friends already own the outfits. Why not? (laughs) I figure. Make it easy. Oh, I'll say about that costume rental. I'll tell you what. So, okay, here's how this movie's going to go. We open up the movie. With some heroic carpet bombing. Bombing! Where this movie starts is Dinesh D'Souza being like, how about those glorious days when we rained fire down on civilians? Huh? <laughs> yes! <laughs> Bald eagles just carry a nukes into Japan and shit. <laughs> yeah, don't worry, those were bad civilians. Uh, I kept waiting for the bombs to spell out the title of the movie. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Dinesh is furiously recutting somewhere now. Uh, I, I, I wrote in my notes, there is no question this all began with Dinesh in a meeting room somewhere going. <laughs> yeah, so what we're watching here, I guess, is the raid on uh, Berlin, right? So like we, we cut to Hitler and Ava in the bunker. Yes, Godwin achieved. It's a minute and 36 seconds in. Oh. And this is we're watching like uh, Ava Braun take the poison and, and Hitler shoot himself and everything. Which and, and they seem very like oddly sympathetic in this portrayal. Oh, and they never come back to it. Like this is just this just seems to be like a cut scene from Dinesh D'Souza's like Hitler Mein Fuhrer student film, which like <laughs> got canned when he went to jail for a felony. 
<laughs> yeah, I kept waiting for them to, like, after they're dead, to be, like, 48 hours earlier. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. But no, oh. it's just, we need some Hitler. That's the season of 24 we've been waiting for. <laughs> <laughs> last, last day of Hitler's life. Bad Robot presents. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but Hitler shoots himself because Murica, never mind about what those Russians were doing. Um, and, and then we see, we, and, and this carries on, right? We go on to watch some SS officers like burning the corpse of Hitler and, and Ava Braun. Hey, and you know what? Credit where credit's due to Dinesh D'Souza. I did not expect as much time and detail on what happened to Hitler's body. Point for you, Dinesh. Point for you. <laughs> My only note for both of these scenes is, this is a pro-Trump documentary, right? <laughs> he's, he's on the cover. With Abe Lincoln. If there had been a gunshot, because they, they do that pan away gunshot moment, and then we see like a, a young Donald Trump standing there with a smoking gun. <laughs> there you go, Ada. There you go. I would have gotten it. I would have gotten it. <laughs> solved. <laughs> now that's what I call a final solution. <laughs> I love too that after they burn the bodies, the like four or five SS officers all do the Heil Hitler salute. It's like, guys, who are you trying to impress now? Really? Right. Yeah, there's no one around. You guys can just go home. Yeah. Oh, uh, be amazing to watch them deconstruct that in the moment. Just, guys, I mean, who are we even hailing at this point? I just, like, we all watched him shoot himself. It just seems, I don't know. I feel dumb. <laughs> Having a bad week. All right, so a title screen later, we get a shot of uh, India from Baby Dinesh's childhood. He was a big The World fan back then, right? <laughs> he opens this by being like, when I was a boy, I was curious why do nations live and why do nations die? And I wrote my notes, see, I already don't believe you. I already don't believe you. I think you're lying about your childhood, Dinesh. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, I guess, you know what, growing up in India, maybe that is on your mind a little more as a kid. <laughs> but also, he starts talking about, because, you know, nations can die. Just look at Germany. It's like, well, that that's still, he's like, look at the Roman Empire. I'm like, that it's not a nation. It's got empire right there in the name, man. You know, <laughs> you know, there's still a Britain, right? And at least they're all right there in that one history book that he has. <laughs> <laughs> So, of course, this is his big lead into, like, you know, a lot of great nations have been destroyed. Could America be destroyed, too? I wonder. Yeah, well, let's find out. And now we're going we're gonna to cut to Times Square. First of all, how dare you be in New York City, right, for After, this, this fucking is, movie? This is all. How dare you use my beautiful city as an example of America? Go somewhere where we don't think you're a giant piece of shit. Right. Come to Waycross fucking Georgia. Walk around in the damn town square here. Right. All right. So now we cut to an anti-Trump protest. And I love it. Opens with the chant. America was never great. And I'm like, ooh, Aunt Kathy's blood's boiling now. <laughs> Oh, those horrible protesters. You know, how dare they exercise their uh, First Amendment right? Am I right? No, they're against the First Amendment. They're, that's oh. where, where we're going to learn later. Yeah, no, the, the, the people who are against white supremacy and class inequality are the enemy. That's the opening thesis of this film, right? Yeah, and it's amazing because this is the first, but definitely not the last time in this movie, he traps himself. He's like... I believe in the First Amendment. I think it is important 
But who will stop these protests? Wait. (laughs) Yes. I did. He literally says, who will stop them? I'm like the the people expressing their First Amendment. Right. Yeah. Oh, and they are still so terrified of the Occupy people. My goodness. Yeah. Like they, they. the the fact that for one brief second they thought to, they saw oh wow it could get that bad okay hold on yeah no I can see how that lingers so yeah but there, he's like but one man could stop all of this first amendmenting and then we get the first of many Trump cockslobber montages oh watching someone try to shoot Donald Trump in a positive light is like taking food photography of human shit. I have never been more confused and disgusted. All these like winky because every word he says is horrifying and disgusting. And me and the, all the shots of him are a second and a half long because that's the longest a camera's ever been on him without him being like, rape is cool. So they, it's just like a second and a half of him doing a thumbs up and then it's bald eagle and then a second and a half of him managing to step onto a stair, which if you find the extended footage of, he has toilet paper on his goddamn shoe. Oh. <laughs> Well, and here's, it's one of many times where Dinesh D'Souza thinks he's making one point whilst he makes another, right? Because this is, it, this starts off with a montage of all the people on the news and in, in academia and in the media laughing at the idea that Trump was going to become president, right? And, and it's like, yes, you did something that was laughably stupid, right? Yep. That's, that's what you're proving here. What do you think you're proving? This would be like if there was if a guy made a documentary about the time he won the lottery to prove that playing the lottery is smart. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, he's bragging. He's like America lemming their way uh, along with a Russian foreign agent, glorified weatherman, liar, rapist. And boy, did that piss off the libtards. Good job, guys. I love how he took Obama's what is inauguration speech where he's talking about to to remake America. Uh, and then he, he puts words in Obama's mouth where it's like, to remake America, America must die. And it's like, yeah. what? <laughs> yeah. When did he say that? <laughs> he literally fills in the blank for Obama because Obama's like, you know what? I like baby blood. He was going to say baby blood. All right, moving on. <laughs> well, the whole argument is so fucking stupid because he's like, if they're going to make a better America, well, then, then worse America will have to die. You know, like, you know how your five-year-old Self had to kill your four-year-old self in ritual combat. It's like that. Oh, okay. He's just standing there creating a burial for his old skin cells. (laughs) (laughs) I molted. (laughs) All right. So then we cut to the night that Joy died. Um, Boy, this was the hardest part of the movie, right? Reliving election night 2016. Yeah, this was, again, like uh, this movie is truly unique. We have, again... Just to be clear, if you haven't heard every episode of this show, we've watched a movie where the protagonist was a rapist. Mm-hmm. Oh, not not like a wank, wank, like the like the movie knew he was a rapist, and the movie was like, "Come on, he's our good guy." Well, because the protagonist rapist wasn't the president of the United States in that one, <laughs> or real. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> oh. Yeah, this hurt. When they brought Nate Silver on, I was just like, look at Nate Silver's stupid fucking liar face. (laughs) 
my craziness really came out watching this movie. My notes are just a jumble of things I'm angry at, just past blame, psychological transference. Like, this is a log for a later therapist to go through and write a paper about. Uh, this stuff, I mean, I was on the verge of tears watching this again. It just yeah. hurt me so much. Ugh. There is, however, one bright spot in this footage, which I don't watch the Young Turks, but Sanknagar, is it Chanknagar? What is it? I don't know. I don't watch it either. But yeah, that no. guy with the weird The, the guy who's yeah. the head of the Young Turks, he has this amazing moment where he's just like, fuck you. Fuck everyone who voted for Trump. <laughs> yeah, fuck your was face. Great. I was like, oh, yes. I gotta start watching that show. He gets me. <laughs> yeah, right. Is that just a news show? Like, I, I really want that just to be a news network. One honest guy comes on at 8 p.m. Fuck you. <laughs> right in the mouth. I want him to crawl over the desk, go out in the street, and just start punching people. <laughs> yeah, so that's, that's the extended footage version. And, of course, uh, Dinesh can't make it through this montage without congratulating himself. Yep. Oh. He's like, yeah, there's no telling how much of a difference my Hillary bashing movie made, but it was probably really super significant. If you I matter. <laughs> Me. <laughs> So there's Hillary's America on one hand, Russian agents on the other. I'm not sure who made more of a difference. Oh. It's so much easier to believe that Russia hacked the electorate system than to believe that America is fucking stupid. Well, the thing is, is that they didn't hack the electorate system. They hacked the dumb Americans, right? Yeah, and, that's and, true. Yeah, and that's what's so depressing about this is that those guys are so easy to hack. We can't put new software in them. Oh, <laughs> Man, how great would that be? Just changing out the back of your Aunt Kathy's head. Yeah, Just, right. Oh, man, look at all these minion memes. You know, this is the problem. You let this software build up and it spiders itself. <sighs> all right. So after we get done watching this montage of my fucking teenage efforts at having sex or whatever the fuck it was <laughs> that I was blocking out during this moment of the movie, we get the left wing pundits giving... What Dinesh D'Souza must assume are these like way out there crazy predictions for the future, except that they all came true within the all first two them. years of his presidency. All of them. All of them. And the best part is like you can see the, the amazing thing about this movie is that you can kind of see from Dinesh D'Souza's perspective the like, oh, look at how upset they all were. Isn't that silly? But like. He's so unempathetic that he doesn't understand the difference of like why Republicans were mad when Mitt Romney lost as opposed to why Democrats were upset why Hillary lost. Like like he doesn't understand that the reason all of these people in this montage are upset is because their rights and freedom are going away and the country is not what they thought they knew. He's just like, yeah, I was pretty bummed out when I lost the Super Bowl too. But these guys are really taking yes. it hard. Look at them. <laughs> what a bunch of whiners. Yeah, right, right, exactly. And again, like these, for any other president, these statements would be completely overstated and ridiculous or whatever, but it's Trump and it's impossible to overstate how bad he is. So they're not. Um, but of course, it, fucking Dinesh D'Souza doesn't meet uh, Miss Beatty. He's like, but so again, the left turned to violence. I'm like, did did we turn to violence? Did we? Is that, he oh. then shows footage. First of all, he's desperately showing footage of 
before Trump got elected. Then he shows some footage of way before Trump got elected. And then at the very end, he like pops in some footage of the women's march. And he's like, hey, you know, Antifa, the first women's march. Same same thing, thing, really. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, he does. At least he says he's like, you know, Jill Stein called for a recount. I'm like, okay, we can agree that was stupid. All right. Right. She fucking uh, stole all those people's money. (laughs) Oh, God. And votes. And it was so tough to see her again. It was just like it's like uh seeing just uh, a, a bad memory coming back. It's like, why? Why do I have to see Jill yeah. Stein ever again? Right. Why did I date you? I didn't I didn't have to. Like, I, there was no reason. It's just not even logical that I would have dated you. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> it's like running into your ex in the grocery store if the grocery store was on fire. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is bad. This is so much worse now. <laughs> so... Yeah, but, you know, Dinesh gives us that important lesson that we should have taken away from 2016. If you point out how dumb people are dumb, they're going to cut off their noses to spite you. I wrote, people will vote for a racist if you're not nice to them. Dinesh D'Souza. There you go. So that's our that's a lesson one. Now, okay, so then then we cut to that awkward inauguration crowd where there were more people in the parade than the crowd. Oh, it's phenomenal. Oh, talk about some creative editing, too, to make sure that he didn't get those shots. And, no. But you can still see just like, oh, yeah, there's about 12 people on the sidelines there. Uh, I, I genuinely expected like Dinesh D'Souza to be green screened in every three people in different <laughs> wigs and hats. Oh, where he's all the big Victorian lo- lollipop. Oh, President Trump, I love him. I'm a little girl. Like young Mr. Burns. The crowd from the Zapruder film is along the side there or something. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, those little characters that watched you in Excite Bike back in the day. Yeah. All right. So, okay. And and he's saying here, like, he's like, and you know, the the left couldn't get, uh, couldn't keep Trump from getting elected. So they immediately set out to get him impeached. And it's like, well, you know, he was in violation of the Constitution on day one. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he's still running those businesses, even though he says he's not, and well, mm-hmm. all those fun things. Right. And by the way, the way they try and show this, and again, this is just the beginning of this, but like, if you know anything about who these people are, it's hilarious, is a clip from Rebel Media. Rebel Media, the basically the KKK newsletter comes out, the people who got kicked out of InfoWars for being too open about their white supremacy, with Lauren Southern in front of the camera, the girl who bought a boat to try to drown refugees and got kicked off Patreon. That's his news reporter in this montage. Jesus Christ. I honestly expected like his next shot to be a guy in a KKK hood, just very calmly standing in front of a storefront window. We can't say what damage was done to this Starbucks, but all we know is it's terrible. Back to you, Fred. I'm wearing a normal outfit. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and again, like, because they said, like, you know, he's trying to talk about how bad the liberals were being. He's like, they were even talking about using the 25th Amendment to to make him not president anymore. And I'm like, yes, if he hadn't been insane, that would have been out of bounds. Right. (laughs) Oh, also, he talks ever so briefly about the fact that Trump admitted to sexually assaulting people on tape. And his response is, we didn't vote for a choir boy. Yep. This is a guy who made an entire movie about how you can't trust Hillary Clinton because of her emails and dedicates one eighteenth of a second to the fact that the president is a rapist. 
Well, and and far less to the fact that he's a Russian agent. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> All right, but but then and then he goes, okay, and this this is where everything just turns from frustrating and anger making to completely insane too, right? Because this is where he goes, like, but if you think about it, this is really just like when Lincoln got elected. Remember, just the country was like ripping apart then, it's ripping apart now. It's just, if you think about it, that makes him, Trump, just like Lincoln. Oh, and this is such a beautiful turn. Because you know what? I'll admit, I did not enjoy the first, like, 10, 20 minutes of this movie. I was really upset. I didn't like rewatching this. I didn't like rejoining this thing. But this is where Dinesh D'Souza takes a hot, steamy shit in his hand, takes a big old mouthful, and is like, yum, fresh apples. It's so <laughs> crazy that it goes back to being fun. The similarities he's trying to point out between Abraham Lincoln and Donald, he might as well start going to like, hi, he's like, did you notice that they both were within six feet? feet of each other. The same number of letters. Yeah, right. Yeah. It's like when they start pointing out the, the similarities between JFK's assassination and Lincoln's assassination. <laughs> he just starts going through a list like that. I'll tell you what. Here's the thing I took away from this little Lincoln introduction. Dinesh D'Souza asks his wife to put on a stovetop hat and a mustacheless beard from time to time. No question. There is. There is no question. Also, I think that's the same actor who played Hitler. And I get it. It's a low budget production, but the effect is weird. Can I just say? <laughs> I love his introduction. It totally reminds me of Maximus coming home from the, the gladiatorial yes! wars or whatever. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Running his hand across the amber right? waves of grain and whatnot. Yeah, no, it's fucking. I mean, the, if there's such a thing as Lincoln porn, this is Lincoln porn. So then we get a montage of Democrats pointing out how fascist Donald Trump is. The the entire movie will be at this point an effort to dig into the definition of fascist and show that technically Trump only really ticks off three of the four boxes. Yes. No, not only that, but he gets so close to the truth here. I, I, I laughed so hard I cried at this moment because there there's all these people going like, he's a fascist, he's a racist, he's a fascist, he's a racist. And then Dinesh D'Souza comes on and he goes, but they've been calling Republicans and Christians racists and fascists for a century. <laughs> and you, you can hear the pause where he's like, man. Hold on. Wait, wait. a minute. <laughs> Were none of them... I just made it about the past. Am I saying that no one in the past was racist? That doesn't seem right. I'm Dinesh D'Souza. Well, and look, if you're about, if you just talked about Trump being racist, you know, maybe if you're trying to argue against it, you put up some of the well-known clips of him being racist on camera and then try to argue how those aren't racist or something. Or maybe you ignore them altogether and you show the Statue of Liberty and shit instead. There you go. Problem solved. Not only do you ignore them, but you respond with, and this is a real quote from the movie, but what if America is good? <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm, question, is it a straw man if you don't bother to attack a point? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, we didn't vote for a choir boy. Well, that's that's no, exactly, exactly. Yeah, no, the argument from and moving on. So now we're going to learn who the real fascists and racists are. Hint, we're looking at New York City. I think we know who runs that. But before we can do that, we, we, we have to like, we have to 
sort of soften the term nationalist, right? Where he's like, this is the part where he's like, well, if you think about it, Gandhi and Mandela were nationalists. So was so was Winston Churchill. I'm like, oh, you were doing good. You're the first two. Nationalists are people who care about their nation. nation. <laughs> also, he he literally says, and is authoritarianism that bad? I mean, he hasn't shut down the media. Dave! Yeah, yet, I, I, yet. right, exactly. That plays a little better pre-Bezos revelation, but still, your argument is he hasn't banned the newspaper yet. That's the argument you're resorting to 20 minutes into the film. <laughs> All right, so now it's time for him to introduce one of his experts. This is a historian who looks like an exact combination of Terry Bradshaw and Kelsey Grammer. Yeah, oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, good call. That's really it good. is exactly midway between. If you morphed one image into the other, you would pass through this guy. Uh, <laughs> by the way, as those who listen to our documentary episodes will know that it's uh, we often have to play a game with our experts on these documentaries, which is crazy person or taken out of context. <laughs> uh, fun fact about Dinesh, almost everyone here taken out of context. Just a normal expert who thought they were being interviewed about the Civil War or yeah. the rise of fascism in Germany. <laughs> right. who, almost to the person, you can find a blog post being like, I didn't realize the movie was going to... I'm so I fired my agent and I punched... I, oh, they won't give me the footage back. I snuck in with the Tom Cruise rig, but my sweat dropped on the floor. Uh, if you want some comfort after watching this shithole of a movie, go on and find Robert Paxton's blog about, like, why he hates every single thing about this film. Oh, I'm so not surprised because like because because what he says is never the answer that D'Souza's obviously fishing for. Right. Right. Because like, he, he's he's going like D'Souza will go like, but aren't Antifa the real fascists if you think about it? And the guy's like, eh. mm. I, there's some there's some tactical overlap. But and that's it. Right. Yeah. There's an amazing moment where he goes. Uh, I mean, they both wear black and just, the camera flashes away and he's like, both wear black. Done. <laughs> Nailed it. By the way, this is the first time we see Dinesh D'Souza on camera. And I don't know why. Maybe it's because I usually only see his tweets or I haven't seen his picture in a while. Is it just me or does he look like a racist Mr. Bean character? <laughs> <gasps> it's not just you. Oh, right. Mr. Bean did blackface. Right? Like if, if a Rowan Atkinson sketch was in pretty poor taste in the 60s, <laughs> this is the footage that would surface. <laughs> and then we, by the way, we throw in a, uh, a little more of his historical recreation footage, uh, which in which somebody's pretending to be Mussolini. And I just, I only point it out because that's impossible to do without it seeming intentionally comical. Yes, I had yeah. this moment where I was like, what a terrible acting job. And then they showed yeah, some but real no, footage but... of Mussolini. And I was like, what a weird, what a terrible personing job <laughs> <Yeah>. Mussolini did. <laughs> I really, I, did no one ever approach Mussolini and be like, hey, man, what are you doing? <laughs> what do you mean? Don't cross your arms like that. Just, talk, just, just look at me. like a What do you... Your chin can just go where chins go. Look at can my you, eyes. Can you look at my eyes? Uh, those faces look like they're right out of the, the presidential debates and all those goofy faces that Trump was making. Yes. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Exactly. 
Well, and the, but you know what? That's the thing, though. I think Mussolini gives us the best image for how history will look at Trump because they'll, mm-hmm. be, they'll look at the video and they'll be like, he's impossibly goofy, right? Oh, somewhere right. right now there's a baby being born who's going to be a Trump impersonator in 20 years that everyone tells He's too broad, but he's nailing it, right? Yeah, yeah, Gets right. Gets back to the dressing room. Assholes, watch some archives. Mother. <laughs> he, <laughs> he was like this, working. though. <laughs> he was. <laughs> uh, the makeup is not cheap. It is perfect. <laughs> <laughs> he was this orange. He was. I was waiting for Mussolini to have his Make Italy Great Again campaign, and then pretty much they came out with that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. All right, so, okay, now we talk about Marxist predictions because if there was any nation embracing Marxism right before World War II, it was Italy and Germany. Oh, my God. And listening to Dinesh D'Souza's eighth grade scanning of a textbook version of Marx's predictions, like like he's a bad bar mitzvah magician. (laughs) Now, you agree that I never touched this envelope. I'm Marx. His his interpretation is that Marx said all of the workers in the world would rise up, but 100% of them didn't, so (laughs) who the fuck? I I have no idea what his, his interpretation is or even what point he's trying to make here. Oh, he gets so twisty, fucks himself so bad in this. He actually points out at one point that you have to reject Marxism to get to fascism, which is what Mussolini did, but that fucks up the point he's trying to make, and he's just too stupid to know that. So he follows that up by saying, but you know who else was a total fascist? FDR. FDR! Look. Look. We we watch a lot of stupid, evil movies on this show, but it takes a special kind of special to dark backlight Franklin Delano Roosevelt's and paint him as a fascist. Well, okay, so here's the thing. You, like, FDR, by the standards of a modern-day U.S. president, is kind of fascist, right? You know, his court oh, packing strategies, yeah. et cetera. The, 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 the embrace of socialism was quite similar to it and everything. But all, like, like, if you only get halfway to fascism, it can still be good, right? Like, it could, <laughs> you could just have the bad half or just have the good half. Like, you know, like, the argument that FDR is generally indistinguishable from Mussolini or Hitler, which is where he's going with this, that's pretty indefensible. Oh, and again, he is posing the New Deal. The New Deal as the same as the government control that Hitler and Mussolini imposed. He even has this great little list. He's like, oh, FDR wanted the government to control wages, where people ate, where they worked, where they lived. It was, he gave people all of those things. (laughs) (laughs) Well, like, yeah, right. Where they lived as in not in a fucking tent in time (laughs) in fucking Central Park. How do you break up those Hoovervilles? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and by control wages, he literally means create like, a minimum wage. Create right. a minimum wage. Yes. As though some guy was making 16 an hour and the FDR was like 725. Yeah. They're like, oh, <laughs> you are so close to Hitler. He goes at one point, he's like, and and also, by the way, FDR said all kind of nice things about Mussolini. I'm like, oh, wow, saying nice things about bad people 
is uh, is damning if you're a president. We cut to Lucy and Ethel eating transcripts of Trump's praise for Putin, Xi Jinping, <laughs> Kim Jong-un, Duterte, ad infinitum. Fuck you. Yeah, this was before he could send a nasty tweet about Mussolini. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So clearly Mussolini would have voted for Hillary. But what about Hitler? He's with her. <laughs> yeah, well, cl- <laughs> clearly. So... It, it's time for us to really dig into Hitler's origin story in this pro-Trump movie. Seems seems like for most presidents, you could avoid the Hitler origin story to tell the story of that president. To be on your guys' side, but not, not with Trump. Not if you're defending Donald Trump. And there's this phenomenal moment where he goes, right, because he's talking about pre the beer hall, like Hitler wandering around the streets of Berlin, just like, fucking hookers and living in bohemia and he literally uses the physical locations of hitler and lenin's <laughs> house to say that they were like buds yeah it's like look at they were three blocks away they probably ran into each other and it was like oh my gosh lenin how are you <laughs> hitler adolf Hit- like teenage girls they both stand up at either end of the room oh they run at each other <laughs> that's what's happening in dinesh d'souza's mind between Vladimir Lenin and Adolf Hitler. Yep. Yep. They even went to the same bar, not necessarily the same time. Just they have also both been in the same bar at some point. In a bar at some point in their lives. Yeah. I was in the same (laughs) store as Donald Trump one time. Don't judge me. Please don't judge me by that. I also love at this point because the whole movie is going to be trying to argue that the Democrats are the real Nazis. So he goes at this point, he's like, hey, did you know that the Z and not Z means socialism? Did you? He's like, yeah. Yes. Yeah, we did. Argument from liar on Twitter. Good for him. (laughs) It's a little known fact there, Norm, uh, you know, that the Nazis were actually socialists. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. The National Socialist Party was socialist. Yeah. who, Who knew? But and, and then he says, and if you think about it, look at the Nazi platform and, and see how similar it is to the de- oh, I'm sorry. Look at these four points on the Nazi platform. You see how s- similar it is to the Democrats. Don't look at we're going to put those in small type. Little type. Yeah. Amazing. Because oh, the God. platform, he might as well be like anti-smoking laws. Hmm, who does that sound <laughs> yes, like? Yes, he is. <laughs> Who said they were going to fix the MTA and then someone else made the trains run on time? <laughs> coincidence? No, seriously, will you tell me if that's a coincidence? I, <laughs> I just, I can't, I'm I a really convicted know. felon. I don't really know. <laughs> I, was, I was pardoned by a not quite convicted felon. Yeah, I love, too, that he put, <laughs> whoops, Dinesh, you put land seizures on there as one of the terrible things that the... Uh, Nazis wanted to do that was is that pre wall you knew about the wall idea at this point right and also by the way he's I don't know at certain points which terrible thing he's defending here but he explains that his Hitler's racism was really rooted in his hatred for capitalism because if you hate capitalism obviously you must thereby hate the Jews you that run him. it yeah he gets confused he's like I mean Hitler hated the bankers, which means he hated the Jews because all Jews are banker. Cut that, Todd. Todd, I need you to cut that. Just Send cut me the, the last three words, though. I'll keep the rest. Everything else I'm going to put in my movie on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, and he goes, and oh, by the way, do you know what the the Nazis did with all that money that they stole from the Jews? They redistributed it like the Democrats want to. Like that's implied in the term stole, though, right? Like you can't steal something without redistributing that thing. <laughs> also really makes you want to know what Dinesh's definition of redistributed is, yeah. right? It's just right. picturing the Nazis sitting at a giant 64 million person poker table. All right. One. <laughs> Everybody Two, gets one seventy third of this painting. <laughs> <laughs> I want a corner piece. You don't get a corner piece. <laughs> I thought it was just Hitler lining a big old pile of gold like smog or something. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Little invisible Jew running around in his right. giant pile yes. of paintings. Oh, Where are you, Mister Underhill? That that is our remake of the Lord of the Rings. We're doing it. Also, still less racist than the original Tolkien one, so we're we're okay. All right, all right. So, um, yeah. So now we do some more pointless Nazi dress up with Dinesh's friends. Um, we get this guy and this, and I only bring it up because of this guy. This guy thinks that German accent equals yelling. Oh, I, I loved this because he's trying to do the fall of Hitler meme, right? We've all seen these little video clips where it's the it's that clip from the movie where Hitler loses his shit. Right, downfall. And, right, downfall. And and Dinesh doesn't understand that that's that it's an ironic redoing of the movie. He's just like, look, if you want to make a point, you you show Hitler yelling at people. I know. I have been on the Twitters now for a year. I'm a convicted felon. Maybe this movie will go viral. <laughs> and he also goes at this point, he's like, you know, if you think about it, the Nazis are also a lot like the KKK. And I'm like, okay, you lost uh, 15% of your viewers or so uh, right there. And then he's like, but that gave my friends a chance to wear their nice little ghost costumes. So they did. Yep. But the reason we're talking about the KKK here is because he's like, you know, do you know that the day KKK used to be a bunch of Democrats? And I'm like, oh, right. But Dinesh, who's in it now? Right. right now. By the way, he will get to who's in it now later on in the movie. And short of running at his own fist until he punches himself <laughs> unconscious, there is no way for it to go worse for him. But for right now, he's just going to give us the old, uh, you know, all the KKK were Democrats thing. Yeah. All right. So now it's time to recreate more Nazi shit. We do the um, the beer hall thing that I'm not going to try to pronounce because I don't remember the pronunciation, but we, we have a little recreation here of Hitler taking over beer hall and talking about how Jews suck. And this, if you know anything about the history of the year, this is not just phenomenally wrong. It's beautifully wrong. <laughs> like the, the beer hall rebellion wasn't actually like a bunch of machine guns set up in a beer hall. They all met in a beer hall and then marched to the government. And we're like, I'm in charge of the government now. At which point Germany was like, no. And he went to jail. That is Hitler's first, but they've got him setting up barricades. I, I, for a second, I thought he was going to stand up there because they have this super quiet moment where Hitler walks up to the podium. And if he had just been like, red, the blood of angry Germans, <laughs> that is what they are setting up for Hitler's version of that time your friend Todd got in a fight with a cop outside of Applebee's. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but then I guess Hitler and his buddies all put on their vagina hats and marched in, got arrested. Hitler wrote his book. Well, did he? 
he was giving dictation to, to Hess because he was a better typist? Yeah, but, right. Lazy fucker couldn't even actually write his own book. Oh, man. We need a doodly-doo flashing back to Noah as Hess and me as Hitler. <laughs> it's like that sentence doesn't What do the red squiggles you keep drawing underneath it mean? <laughs> Herman? All right, so this is where they quote the whole thing, you know, where Hitler talked about the big lie. And they put it out there as though Hitler presented this as his strategy going forward. It's like, no, this was this is what he was saying the Jews were doing to the German workers to cost Germany World War One. Right. Like, yeah, this is what he was accusing someone else of doing. So right now, Dinesh D'Souza, you are mimicking Hitler without realizing it. Yeah, Dinesh. I think Dinesh D'Souza thinks that that if you tell a lie, quote, is in Mein Kampf. Because we see him dictating it to Hess. Well, that if you tell a big enough lie, isn't that Trump's platform? <laughs> right. <laughs> That's right. 2020. If oh, you tell yeah. a big enough lie, 2020. <laughs> yeah, and then he points out, again, like one of these points where, you know, he thinks he's making a good point. He's like, you know, Hitler was a big fan of Andrew Jackson. Again, probably played better before Trump got the Andrew Jackson tramp stamp. He literally looks into the camera when he says Jacksonian Democrats. It cuts away from the footage and to Dinesh D'Souza going, Democrats. See? Yeah. Notice mm. I said the word Democrats again. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. Trump has such a hard-on for Jackson. It's not even funny. I mean, let's put the Native American people right in front of the picture of Andrew Jackson and have a photo taken. Isn't that funny? Yeah. Like that, that's what's so fucked up about this. Dinesh D'Souza is going, you know, who else was terrible was Andrew Jackson. He was a Democrat. It's like, yeah, but no modern democratic president was like, I'm a lot like Jackson, huh? Yeah. Jesus. No modern democratic president makes a trail of tears joke about (laughs) their opponent. Oh God. (laughs) Yeah, we should point out that we're actually dated. recording this a bit early. So if <laughs> yeah. our if our uh, topical references seem a little a little bit dated, that's why. If by now he's shown up in red face with yeah. like a headdress <laughs> exactly. on, exactly. That's <laughs> this is why we aren't mentioning it. Sorry. And now the pro-Trump propaganda slash Hitler biopic moves on to 1933. You know who else rose to power in 1933 other than Hitler? FDR. That's like, oh. it's like makes some buddies. It's like if they were lived three blocks from each other or went to the same bar once. It's the hey. man. He's trying to compare the New Deal to literally Kristallnacht and the stretches that he's doing. So he might as well be in like a full split like Jean-Claude Van Damme when the camera pats back to him. Oh my God. He's like, well, the New Deal also happened at night, also in the day, but at Glass. Night. Factories breaking the night of long knives, getting people and saving their lives. Rhymes. <laughs> Nailed it. I'm a convicted ah. felon. <laughs> well, and then and then he comes to the defense of homophobia. Yep. By pointing out that Hitler wasn't a real homophobe. No, not really. <laughs> he goes, no true Scotsman on Hitler's homophobia here. Yep. And at first you're like, wait, are you defending Hitler or homophobia? Oh, it's homophobia. Okay, I gotcha. <laughs> I wrote, Hitler was no social conservative. Exact <laughs> quote, this movie. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what? 
All right, but hey, you know what else that Hitler learned from the progressives? The Holocaust. <laughs> yeah, and this is this is our uh, and this expert that we're about to get. This is our one crazy person of the movie. This is Edwin Black, who spends most of his career talking about how Wikipedia is a Jewish conspiracy. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Yeah. Okay. So again, now here's here's the thing: is at the root of this story are some historical realities, right? The Democratic Party did start off as an incredibly racist party. Andrew Jackson, I mean, all of the fucking America was incredibly racist for a really long fucking time. Andrew Jackson. Uh, kind of still is. Yeah, right. Exactly. Um, yeah, yeah, right. I, I, I'm not putting a cutoff on that. So Andrew Jackson, <laughs> terrible fucking guy, right? Terrible human being. Uh, Woodrow Wilson, terrible fucking racist, you know, like the 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 the, the Democrats after and uh, immediately before and around the Civil War, terrible fucking people, right? Yes, we get that, right? And but he's trying to milk that for uh, the eugenics, right? Eugenics was very popular amongst progressives leading into World War II. We get that, right? We've come to grips with that shit. You, right. it, it, but but the guy who's doing it now, turning to you and saying. A political party that you're presently affiliated did this before you were born by 50 fucking years is not a super strong argument. Did this before your parents were born? Yeah. Right. right. This is like Dinesh D'Souza coming to your house and trying to arrest you because the guy who lived there before was a murderer. <laughs> <laughs> Tell it to the judge. Just like I did, I'm a convicted felon. <laughs> Just like me. Yeah, he's like, Democrats were super into eugenics. That's why they started Planned Parenthood. Yes! <laughs> oh, watching him get lost in his own point here is amazing, right? And look, it's super easy to take this shot at Planned Parenthood because Margaret Sanger was a monster. All you have to do is go... Uh, Planned Parenthood sure does like Margaret Sanger. Here's some things Margaret Sanger said and did. And he's like, Margaret, okay, here you go. You can do this, Dinesh. Margaret Sanger was a eugenicist. Great. Stop talking. And she loved abortions. <laughs> I love abortions, but only if you cook them at the right temperature. Dinesh, please stop. I bet Hitler got an abortion from Margaret Sanger at the bar they both worked at. Shit. Leave it in the movie, Todd. Leave it in the movie. <laughs> Oh. oh, and my favorite quote from this little self-confusion moment is he goes, if you open a Planned Parenthood brochure, they don't tell you that today. Uh, yeah. And, <laughs> look, people, I know we tell you to give us money on Patreon.com so we can live. Give us money so that I can create a Planned Parenthood brochure that's just like... <laughs> As you're making reproductive health choices and getting one of the only free prep smears available in your area, here's Margaret Sanger's forced sterilization program. I don't know why we're telling you about this either. The lady loved to sterilize. I also, my favorite line is where he kind of wraps this up and he goes like, all right, we already saw that Hitler got his Holocaust ideas and his eugenics ideas from the Democrats, but what about his racism? I'm like, have we already seen... Seen that? I might have looked down. I was looking at my notes here and there. Curse you, Candy Crush! <laughs> it was hard to not look away during this movie. It, well, yeah, right. <laughs> but it was also hard to look away, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and they, oh, remember, they, okay, so this is where we have that whole big scene where the Nazis learn from the Democrats how to, find, to define Jew? Oh, this 
is it, honestly I can't write a doodly do funnier than this scene. <laughs> it's just a bunch of people sitting around. Okay, what if someone's grandma was a Jew, but their their father, like every time you turn the air conditioning down, he turns it back up again. <laughs> so you know, what about that? Oh. Uh. Yeah, just like, okay, we'll take all those Jim Crow laws and just do a find and replace for Negro with the word Jew. Problem solved. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that's pretty much the argument they're making, yeah. Yeah. Basically fucking the Nazis throw down their KKK uniforms and yell, I learned it from watching you. <laughs> right. And he even makes the point where, like, the Germans are like, man, the Americans are a little too racist. Yeah. I'm going to throw right. this out there right now, like. Those guys need to check in with themselves. Where's the Nazis? Yep. <laughs> Which is actually true in the uh, instance that he's talking about. But I don't yeah. think it, like, it was specifically the Democrats. Historically, it doesn't pan out quite that way. So, Oh, and by the way, Nazis also hated freedom of speech like millennials. Yeah, because oh, you know yeah. who burns books and CDs and video games in America? Democrats. Democrats. <laughs> yep, I was going to say Democrats. And why the fuck would they show a, a part where, like, of the Nazis coming for the intellectuals, right? Again, yes! that's them. Yeah, the Koch brothers have a right-wing million-dollar funded psyop with a list of professors they don't like. And he shows a scene in the movie of his, of the bad guys doing the exact same thing. Yeah, I expected at any moment for Dinesh to, like, be narrating in a Nazi outfit, and then he looks down and he's like, "Oh, how did this happen?" <laughs> <laughs> all right, but now we talk about Crystal Knocked, and to, to Dinesh's credit, he gets all the way through it without mentioning there were good people on both sides. Yeah, <laughs> um, he does say he he points out here too. He's like, uh, "Oh, you know the, the the they also targeted Christian churches during Crystal Knocked." I don't know if that's true. I cannot find anything about that anywhere. I feel like maybe like they also got a window broke here and there. <laughs> well, what's great is he he's trying to do the like Hitler wasn't a Christian thing because yeah. he spends this whole movie winking so hard at Christian supremacy. Christian supremacy thinks he has something in his eye. So he's like, <laughs> I mean, yes, he said he was a Christian and explicitly said his was a Christian mission, but secretly, secretly. And I'm not going to quote from anything here because I'm making this up. He no. loved that dance video of AOC. I was, loved it. It was not even, he wasn't even making some up. It's worse than that. He was quoting intentionally mistranslated documents that were mistranslated in order to exonerate Christianity. Right. <laughs> That's better. These, these, these that have been shown to be. Yeah, right, right. And I'm thinking like, oh, wow, he wasn't a true Christian. How did you know? Did he refer to it as two Corinthians or something? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Oh, Hitler also persecuted Christians. Like, yeah, eventually you ran out of other people to persecute. Everybody left after you killed all the Jews in Germany was Christian. Jesus. Right. Well, technically, Catholics are Christians. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yes. right. And then. Okay. Dinesh has weird priorities. This is the part where he starts going like, and by the way, concentration camps and death camps are two different things. Let's not badmouth every concentration camp oh. right, and pretend it was a death camp. Yeah, come on. It is the best. And he gets so close. You can see that he made the point universal health care is like a death camp 
four times before his editor was just like, I'm done recording for the day. And he was like, oh, come on, Todd. <laughs> Todd. We have so much more recording to do. All right, I'll just explain to the open track that there's a difference between a death camp and a work camp. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and it was just, you know, I mean, it, it was uh, free labor, and that's not right. That's that's against the rules, according to Lincoln. Yeah, he, well, <laughs> right, right, exactly. We already know where the Republicans stand on that. I also love his effort to, like, to try to tie the Holocaust to abortion here. He's like, you know, if you think about it, like, the Nazis were trying to kill disabled people, and a lot of times abortions are because of disabilities, Pretty much the same thing, right? Pretty much nailed it. And again, he's got a, a real historian here. And the the cuts away from this are so clumsy and oh. inauthentic. It's fantastic. He's like, let's talk about Nazi euthanasia. And the guy is very clearly a German historian explaining this horrible period of German history. And then it cuts to like Dinesh in a different room looking at a stuffed <laughs> cut out of that guy going, so pretty much Obamacare, right? Yep. You said it to me. <laughs> I'm a convicted felon. No, I mean, you're a convicted what? Crazy. <laughs> yeah, no, that's the guy he talks to about Mengele, right? Yes, Joseph Mengele. Or is he like to be called abortionist Joseph Mengele? <laughs> yes, but did you know that after the war, Joseph Mengele went to Argentina and he became a doctor that performed abortions? Probably also gave out vaccines, too. Well, he's down there. <laughs> Evil. Also, the only reason we know this is because he botched one of them. Right. Yeah. So, again, just like story within a story here is that, yes, Mangala tried to give some illegal abortions, but like on his second or third try, he was like, so now I wear you as a hat. Oh, <laughs> she died. <laughs> oh. Right. But he but Dinesh explains this with this the this actual line. Mengele made an easy transition from one type of killing to another. Oh, oh God. Yeah. I really wanted him to continue with his metaphor and be like, death camps, but smaller. The, little, the popcorn chicken of death camps, if you will. <laughs> oh, I love this whole Mengele worshipped at the altar of science, just like those nasty liberals. Yep. <laughs> yeah, ex right, right. Yeah, no, he tries to use Mengele to smear Medical science. Right. The truth. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. know who else loved truth? Adolf Mengele Sanger. <laughs> Luther King Jr. But mm. luckily, right then, America saved the Jews and there was no more racism. Mm. Oh. And then we shuffle along to the Nuremberg trials. You know who was disappointed by the outcome of the Nuremberg trials? Democrats. <laughs> Jesus. They were worried. Yeah, no, right. They had to set us in, in a in place a great big um, multi generational plan at this point. Yeah, yes. that's not the hallmark of a fucking conspiracy theory to pretend they weren't Nazis this whole time. Oh, and this is the way he portrays this is phenomenal. So earlier in the movie, we saw a boardroom full of shady figures loving the Nazis. He puts age makeup on all of those <laughs> yes. actors, has them angrily point at a newspaper like, what the fuck, Jim? Fascism was your idea. <laughs> and then literally they'll like turn their chairs 180 degrees. Everyone's taking off fake mustaches, putting on wigs. <laughs> 
Yeah, so, okay, so there was a two-step plan that the Democrats came up with. Number one, pretend that fascism wasn't an outgrowth of socialism. And number two, pretend that national socialism was nationalistic. I got to admit, they nailed it. They have fooled me. <laughs> they, they crushed <laughs> I remain fooled even after the truth has been, even after the wool has been pulled from my eyes, I remain fooled on this one. Even after hearing all of Dinesh's arguments? <laughs> Would we call them arguments? No, not really. <laughs> <laughs> kind of just saying stuff. Kind of like a homeless man on a subway. Yeah, right, right, exactly. Who thinks that eventually you'll give him money if he keeps talking and is right. Yeah, Jesus. All right, so now we're going to talk to another historian about how, if you think about it, the founding fathers weren't really racists. Even the slave owner ones hated slavery. Slavery. He's the best. <laughs> Uh, Democrats like to point out the founders were slave owners, but hear me out. No, you are. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. He, this is where he starts making that argument that uh, slavery is just like socialism because the slaves got free houses. Yes. Right. Yes. They had UBI, guys. <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah, the, the plantation owners, they gave them beds and they gave them food sometimes, maybe. It's just like welfare. Yeah, no, he even says that they had centralized health care in the yeah. sense that, like, when they got health care, they weren't paying for it. <laughs> Jesus Nailed Christ. it. Nailed it. Also, there's this great shoot where he's trying to uh, show one of the Democrats, like, explaining to black freed slaves that slavery is good. And that's right. got to be a weird shooting day, right? Where Dinesh walks in the room and he's like, all right. And so in this scene, you're going to mime explaining that slavery is good to these four black guys. <laughs> Action. You say that a lot, Dinesh, if I can just give you that note. Um, yeah, it, it's fucking insanity. All right. So then we, we, Move back to Lincoln again, because this is a random fever dream of a fucking film. Right. And he's he and I'm thinking to myself, like, man, if you're trying to make Trump look good, stop pointing out Lincoln. Yeah. Right. right? Point out George W. Bush and Richard Nixon and Herbert Hoover. Right. If you want to point out past Republicans, there are some you could pluck from that would help more than Lincoln. Yeah, or if you want to compare Trump to people, you know, Ted Bundy. <laughs> He's already brought up Hitler, so really no one to blame but myself in this example. <laughs> Honestly, he would have had more success in this movie if he had just been like, Donald Trump is literally not Hitler. Yeah. <laughs> you know who else? Not, not the same person. <laughs> Look at no their birthdays. Time travel involved. <laughs> <Right>. Different birthdays. <laughs> Hitler was not bitten by a radioactive fascist. <laughs> Show me the birth certificate. All right. So Lincoln shows up to tell us that slavery is bad. And I, to be fair, modern Republican audiences probably need to be reminded with the, uh, of this. Yes. But Dinesh makes this bizarre argument that Lincoln's biggest issue with slavery wasn't the racism or the lack of human dignity. It's that taxation is theft. The Fed is a Ponzi scheme. And am I being detained? <laughs> I feel like this was Dinesh's outreach to his audience. Am I wrong? 
where it was like, man, I am having a really hard time selling my audience that slavery is wrong. Okay. <laughs> it's like taxation. <laughs> <laughs> what if I explained that it was just like on r slash libertarianism when someone screenshots your post? Okay, excellent. <laughs> this will win them back. I had an issue with how they were shooting Lincoln in a lot of these scenes. And I don't mean like uh, John Wilkes Booth kind of thing. I mean, just the way that he's kind of staring off into space. And I'm just like, who's, is he talking to somebody? What is going on here? Yeah. Everybody else gets these elaborate recreations. And Lincoln, you know, it's Lincoln because he's wearing a hat Mm -hmm. and he's standing out in this field of wheat. That's it. (laughs) Just kind of staring off into space and saying stuff like they're stealing your work. Yeah, he's just talking to angels that float above these cornfields, apparently. I guess so. Maybe Shoeless Joe Jackson is going oh, to show up. <laughs> <laughs> there's the crossover we need, goddammit. Oh. Or, there's also a scene here where Martin Van Buren looks up from a paper long enough to scare off the ghost of Christmas future. And then Dinesh has to point out, he's like, this is so weird. He goes, you know who else was a Democrat? Boss fucking Tweed. You don't know who that is, do you? Because my audience is stupid. Well, he was in Gangs in New York. Remember Gangs in New York? Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> I have I have a two-second clip yes! from Gangs of New York. This is how much I can get away with using legally. <laughs> I so wanted to call Martin Scorsese and be like, do you know that your movie is yeah, being used right. in this movie? Look, man, I know you made a mistake with silence, but are you in with Dinesh now? This yeah. is bad. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> Yeah, right. Scorsese's made the show twice this year. This is a weird 2019 has been fucking weird. All right. But then and just then the Democrats started the Civil War. Ah, those Democrats, (laughs) Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders in their gray outfits marching down the front lines. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, what better place to pause than when you realize they're you're an hour into a movie about the Trump presidency and you're just now getting to the civil goddamn war. So let me give act three the hard sell here. Will Lincoln defeat slavery? Can rugged individualism conquer Nazi Democrats? Which party is actively pursuing a strategy of disenfranchising black voters? Find out the answers to just the first two questions when we return for the bald eagles ejaculating to apple pies conclusion of... Death of a Nation. Hi, I'm Eli Bosnick. Here at God Awful Movies, we have all sorts of ways to tell you about the fantastic services offered by Wix.com. But there's one we haven't tried. Threats. That's right. Threats. Because a few weeks ago, I purchased HeathEnright.com and forwarded it to the Manchurian Ramen homepage. Wait, what? Now, instead of Heath having a lovely webpage dedicated to his interests, each second is associating his search engine optimization more and more closely with ramen noodles. Damn it! But you can help. Whether you're a website builder or you just want to see how easy Wix.com's free website builder is, build a Heath Enright-themed website, and if we like it, I'll forward Heath's web address right to your site. Or you could give it back to me. Use one of Wix's 500 beautiful templates, their easy interface, (sighs) and make the fan page that Heath Enright deserves. Because if you don't, I'm going to change it. Get started now by going to Wix.com. That's W-I-X.com slash podcast to get 10% off. That's Wix.com slash podcast. Could we just maybe? Nope, we cannot do that. (sighs) Okay. Hi, I'm Adolf Hitler. 
and I'm Benito Mussolini. And we're leftists. That's right. From our theories on racial purity to our authoritarian regimes, we are considered by all the best and the brightest minds to be big old leftists. And while there might be people today who say that progressive has taken on a different meaning, or that the way it has been applied to us was never meaningful to begin with... But that sounds like a liberal elite, just like us. Yes, we love the universities and did not do exactly what the American right is trying to do right now. So remember, when you hear Black Lives Matter, you gotta think of me. And me, Adolf Hitler. and Coulter. What did I just say? How many tums am I allowed to take? Before that... Where are the extra Tums? <sighs> Never mind. And we're back for more of this shit. When we last left our heroes, the party of Hillary Clinton and Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez had gone to war against truth, justice, and the American way. But don't worry. Don't worry. Abe Lincoln won. Yeah. Republicans freed the slaves. You're welcome, slaves. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome, the blacks. <laughs> yeah, right. This entire segment of the movie might as well be titled Republicans went on to have some of their best friends be black. <laughs> well, it's the Republicans who push for integration, you know. Yeah, <laughs> right. No, it's a certain point. It was. He's like, Democrats needed a new enslavement strategy. Enter Woodrow Wilson. I'm like, wow, did we just skip 11 presidents? Because I feel like we skipped 11 presidents. <laughs> wow, the outfits all changed. Did you <laughs> notice the outfits all changed, Dinesha Susan? <laughs> oh, and by the way, Plessy v. Ferguson was decided in 1896. That predates Wilson's presidency by a bit. Yeah, just a smidgen. And and look, I mean, to be clear, yes, Woodrow Wilson was spectacularly racist. He famously did screen Birth of a Nation at the White House. But I feel like we could find some more recent examples of presidential racism if we really looked for them. I think we might find a screening of Birth of a Nation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're counting Jared and Ivanka's movie nights. Yeah, it probably made it into the rotation. Yeah. <laughs> There's that weird moment where Woodrow Wilson looks at the camera while D'Souza's giving his voiceover and it's like, is he supposed to be speaking Wilson's <laughs> thoughts here? <laughs> He goes, you know, if you allow me to define progressive in a way that no dictionary would agree with, Wilson was the first progressive president. <laughs> oh, it's if, amazing. If you use the one that Webster has, actually, Lincoln would be the first progressive president. But don't don't do that. Don't look no, at anyone who thought they were moving. Foe. Also, we don't know what car and home insurance the Democrats had <laughs> or the Republican <laughs> flow is she's Republican. Well, again, you know, making the wrong point. He's like, if you think about it nowadays, the president is like one big plantation owner that owns all the black people. I'm sorry. It was like that under Obama, but not, 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 not a, now. A, no, a, no, no, it's no, different. That's now i nope. could just imagine like d'souza is so impressed by the idea of birth of a nation having such an effect on the american people and he's just like oh, i wonder if my move is going to be like that yeah <laughs> right right if you think about it i'm kind of like dw griffith right though in terms of how revolutionary my filmmaking style is guys guys 
And I love this moment, too. Again, you know, Dinesh not realizing what he's doing here. He goes, and now let's turn to modern racism. And as he's saying that, the image that we're looking at, as he says modern racism, is Dinesh D'Souza. We caught yes! to Dinesh D'Souza. He's standing on the subway. I just wanted him to start yelling the N-word at people as they got off the train. Oh, my God. And this is the um, this is truly the best. On This was almost my best worst. The best worst unanswered defeats my whole movie because he goes, modern Democrats will say, Things are literally the opposite today. Moving on. Moving on. <laughs> yeah. Nixon never said his response. His genuine response is nobody ever heard Nixon say something racist. No, 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 no. He qualifies that. No, he says no one has unearthed a single racist campaign, campaign statement, statement by Nixon. <laughs> <laughs> Not the tapes. You guys are jerks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> If you think about it, he never the never willingly gave up anything where he talked about racist shit. Said the Jews controlled all the banks and the media. Shit. <laughs> right. So okay. So just for those of you who aren't aware, right? Because your grandma like sent you a forward, 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 forward email with the information that the Democrats started the KKK. What he's dancing ever so badly around is that Nixon was like, meh. Seems like the Democrats are really losing their hold on those racists. What do you say we cater to them for, I don't know, ever? Yeah. And indeed he did. Well, but okay, but but Dinesh's argument is that that's not really what happened. The racists weren't voting for Nixon. They were voting for George Wallace, right? Like he couldn't appeal to the racists as well as George Wallace. Talk about damning with a little faint praise, huh? Uh Yeah. Uh-huh. You know who ended up not agreeing with George Wallace? George Wallace. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's like, you know, if Nixon was a, really a racist, how come the Democrats didn't join his party? I just said they were racist, so they would have joined if he was oh, racist. He reminded me of Bugs Bunny when he's got that little gangster in the oven. He's like, would I turn on the gas if my yeah. friend Bugsy was in there? <laughs> Would a racist really do this? Would a racist throw a lit match into that oven? <laughs> oh, but you know who was a racist? Robert Byrd. And Hillary liked him. He was a racist. Best friends. <laughs> and this is a first for us. Again, this movie has so many firsts for us. It's really good. This is where we get the uh, obvious true hero of the 1960s and 70s. Uh, convicted wife abuser, Merle Haggard. Oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ. Yeah, right. right. So his argument is that the Nixon coalition wasn't a bunch of racists. They just hated hippies like Merle Haggard. And he says she has him singing the, you know, we don't smoke marijuana in Muskogee song. Right. Okay. From Muskogee. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. He's like, Nixon didn't go after the South. He went after the Sun Belt. That's the South plus New Mexico, Arizona, and S- Southern California. Totally different. Totally different. I li- I had to Google that to see how weird a lie that was. And it was pretty weird. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what the, oh, he means more. He went after yeah, more than like just not the, Virginia, but, it only worked but also on the South. Yeah, so there. exactly. <laughs> yeah. But then he's like, oh, Nixon's a racist, huh? He created affirmative action. Maybe you've heard of it. Huh? Maybe you've heard of it. No, it's for black people. I'm <laughs> against it. What? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> right. <laughs> 
All right. So, yeah, but but you know who else isn't racist? Ronald fucking Reagan. Yeah. It's uh, this movie becomes such a love letter to Reagan. And it just reminded me of how much I fucking hated Reagan. Yeah. At one point he goes like uh, Trump is going to take the mantle has taken the mantle of Ronald Reagan. I'm like, well. Until now, Reagan was the most corrupt president in U.S. history. So, yes, with mm-hmm. the worst dementia. So, yeah, he yeah. is crushing it <laughs> in this runoff. <laughs> also, he has this amazing moment. First of all, I-, I expected any moment for there to be a Gone with the Wind-esque intermission for everyone to, like, adjust their Ronald Reagan erections. <laughs> and then, And then he explains that only one... Democrat switched to Republican. Yeah. That hero of humanism. Strong. Strong Yes. He's like, yeah, the only Democrat that switched over to our party was the worst fucking one. <laughs> the worst <laughs> human who wasn't a murderer. Yes. If Strom Thurmond had been a guest on this podcast, we would not bring it up ever. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so now that we've established that the Democrats are the real racists, we get to move on to the present moment in which Republican presidents call Mexican rapists and refer to majority black nations as shithole countries. Good luck, Dinesh. Good luck with this. Right. Bit off an awful lot. He's got a hard road to hoe here, but he's going to try. He's going to try his best to make sure to convince us here. Yeah, he says, okay, this is amazing. He says, but if you think about it, the Democrats really only have one card to play. That time several months ago when we got together and chanted racist slogans and killed a lady with a car, right? Like, first of all, we have a lot of cards to play. But secondly, that's the best card in the deck. That's a good enough card. Wait, I mean, we have, I can also, I can raise the ante Steve King. (laughs) And what I love about this is that Dinesh is like, look. I will concede you a Nazi rally, but it's like, oh, no, 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 no. If you concede a Nazi rally, your whole movie is stupid and over. Also, you're a felon. All I need you to do in the rest of this movie is not admit you're a felon. I'm a felon. (laughs) But but the reason he brings up Charlottesville, which, again, I wouldn't have done in his position, but I don't have the mind of Dinesh D'Souza is because Jason Kessler voted for Obama. Liberal. Yeah, yeah. The Unite the Right guy was really a Democrat. According to Dinesh D'Souza. Yeah, right. According to the guy, he isn't. But yeah, according to Dinesh D'Souza, when he's trying to sanitize the right wing of its racism he isn't there's a lot of that but like because he, he does the whole thing with richard spencer here too he's like so i decided to talk to richard spencer we were at the same cocktail party would have been weird not to he was just the next <laughs> guy as i went along but but he's like but the whole point is he's like let's dig in and find out which side of the political spectrum the alt-right falls on <laughs> oh it's in the name, Dinesh. <laughs> we get to watch a little footage of Richard Spencer getting punched in the face here. Oh, yes, that was glorious. It made my heart just warm. Yeah, I hit the back button a couple of times. Well, yeah, but the rough part was all that footage of Richard Spencer not getting punched in the face That's that we true. had to watch, oh, too. That's true, yeah. this Richard Spencer loves to say his own name. He loves to hear it. Uh, he, yeah, he must. Yeah. <laughs> 
All right, so we give Richard Spencer a moment to explain himself in this movie about how racist Republicans aren't. And the first question he asks Richard Spencer, intercut with footage of him giving a speech in front of people who throw the Heil Hitler salute is, are you a Nazi? And he says, no. And that is it. Yeah, he's like, no, look, not every Heil is about Hitler, okay? He doesn't own Heiling. I'm not a Nazi. I'm a white supremacist. It's a totally different thing. Right. (laughs) Yeah, right, right. Exactly. The people's front of Judea. Come on. And Eli, you talked about that weird editing. This is some of the weirdest editing here. Oh, my gosh. And you can tell that Spencer just goes on for so much longer. And it's just like, I just want 10 seconds of what you have to say, Richard. That's all. (laughs) And well, what's amazing is like, look. Spencer's a monster and a giant piece of shit, but he's yes. honest, and you can't cut him to make him look good. This is Dinesh's he- attempt to cut him to make him look good, but he keeps being like, well, I'm a Nazi, Nazi, Nazi. Well, but so, okay, but the thing is, is that he's not trying to make Richard Spencer look good. He's trying to make him look not the exact same as Trump. To And to get there, he has to A, split hairs, and B, lie, right? Yeah. It, what, he's talking about Trump's immigration policies. Like Trump was quoted as saying, I'm like, okay, 8,100 lies in two years, not a reliable source there, bro. But Trump oh. was saying that he had this very slightly different nuance towards his immigration policy than you. Isn't that correct? He said to love your brother. I mean, he didn't literally say that. And <laughs> he didn't literally mean that. But- <laughs> <laughs> he certainly hasn't done anything to back that up. But what he's doing here is he, he's he's trying to find ever dumber ways to get Richard Spencer to say, I am nominally different than the president that I support. Oh, I could watch this forever. Hi. I'm Dinesh D'Souza here with Richard Spencer. Richard, are you a Nazi? Uh, No. Okay. Well, then why do people say you're a Nazi? No idea. Well, that that settles it. Hey, you know, people say you are a giant racist and a homophobe. But I'm not. That's right. People are so confused. They sure are. We should... Guys, what did I just say? Well, they should, though. They should, yeah. Uh, Noah, you're supposed to be on my side here. And by the way, if you think we're exaggerating about how stupid it is, this is the point where Dinesh D'Souza says, wow, Richard Spencer, you're pretty much the white Malcolm X, huh? Yep. You're just like Malcolm X. What? Hmm. Dinesh, I say that all the time. You would not believe how many times people have come up to me on the street, and when they don't punch me, they say, Richard Spencer, the white you are the white Malcolm X, by any means necessary, am I right? Right? Crazy. I've been in talks with Spike Lee and Denzel. They're going to play me in a movie. Spencer goes, I'm a conservative. Dinesh goes, no, no, you're not. (laughs) He goes, yes, I think I get to decide. (laughs) He even has this amazing moment with Spencer where he's like, so I'm an immigrant. Would you send me home? And Spencer's like, not no, man. Not no. (laughs) The question is, would you send you home? And he's like, not no. (laughs) 
Yeah, right, right. He goes, would you, at one point he says to Richard Spencer, he's like, would you agree that Woodrow Wilson screened Birth of a Nation at the White House? I'm like, you want his opinion on that? <laughs> right. Tell it to me honestly. I really want you to be honest with me here. Uh, yeah, no, he wants to, I love the way he puts it, not not just kick people out of the country. He wants to reintegrate them back to their countries. Yeah. What? I'm not running away from you. I'm running towards someone better. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Oh, yeah. And he's like, hey, who's your favorite president? And he's like, I like Andrew Jackson a lot. And he's like, Democrat. See, <laughs> and even Richard Spencer, because again, Richard Spencer's making a different movie in his mind. He's like, I mean, yeah, Jackson's a Democrat, but everyone knows that the you know that belief is carried by the Republican. And cut away, cut away. Yeah, right. Well, eventually Spencer throws up his hand. He's like, Look, man, if you're defining Democrat as hates black people, then yes, I'm a Democrat. And he's like, Nailed it. Yep. You're a Democrat. I'm moving on. <laughs> All right, so Dinesh pushes the case of the president I support is noticeably different than an avowed white supremacist a little bit harder because the case just doesn't make itself. And so then he goes on this whole big thing about how there's actually very little on which Trump and Spencer agree. And I'm like, Trump holds no opinion except racism and self-enrichment, right? Like there's right. nothing else that isn't transient. You cannot agree with him on anything else more than fleetingly. Literally, he's so stretched here. For examples, he goes, Spencer is an atheist. Trump is not. Not <laughs> Trump's a Christian. Not Trump is a believer because his beliefs are just all over the fucking place. And he obviously knows nothing about religion. Just Spencer's an, Spencer's an atheist. And I believe Trump in his heart of hearts loves Jesus. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah, he goes on to say, he's like, well, you know, uh, Richard Spencer wants to get rid of all immigrants, but Trump only wants to get rid of illegal immigrants, even though months before this was released, Trump blew up an immigration compromise because Democrats wouldn't reduce the number of legal immigrants. Again, to differentiate for, uh, Trump from a Nazi, he has to lie. Not right. a good look. Not a good look. And no. of course, this is where we learn what Richard Spencer really is. Richard Spencer is not alt-right. He's a tool of the left to blame the right for the left. Yeah. Oh, Jesus How did he Christ. figure that out? How did he know that we've been paying him all this time? <laughs> shh, shh, shh. Morgan, beep that out. I'm Mark, still Morgan, waiting don't for my last uh, protest, my paid protest check. To yeah, come in. George Soros is a lazy bastard. Let me tell I know, you. Right. Speaking of which, well, okay, but before <laughs> we get to George Soros, we got to we got to talk about this bit. So this is where he says. Now, if you look at all the projects that the Democrats built to keep the black people in, you can see that they really hate the black people. Now, I live in fucking Georgia. Right. I like there are black neighborhoods in my town. They're not shining examples of great architecture and brand new shit here either. Right. The fact is, is that even today, even in 2019, black people are secondhand citizens through most of the fucking country. Yes. Where there's a lot of black people, it tends to be that Democrats are in charge because they're not avowedly racist as a platform position. Right. So when you look at the very worst places to be black, they tend to have Democrats running them. But it's not the fucking cause of it. Yeah. And let me just say, 
for you to scan your camera over a homeless population in the middle of an urban center while comparing it to the poor, dangerous areas of a plantation, that requires some real evil. Jesus. Yeah, he goes, you know, he's he's looking at this tent city, right? And first of all, he's going to have us believe that the tent city is what the Democrats set up for these black people to live in, right? They, they, yeah. And then it's a real tent city. I mean, this is obviously staged stuff. Yeah, well, right, right. Yeah, exactly. Because there's no way in hell that that fucking tent city would stay in that location <laughs> for more than an hour and a half. Um, but then he says, he's like, but if you think about uh, this, such and such a historian listed five distinct features of the slave plantation, all of which are present in modern day housing projects. And I'm like, yeah, none of which are the presence of slaves. Strangely, I feel like we could have just had a one feature list. Wow, man, uh, you know that your five item list doesn't include slaves or masters, right? <laughs> I feel like it's kind of implied. All right, so now we see how racist Trump isn't because we see him bragging about minority employment numbers that he had nothing to do with. And I mean, look, employment levels were at 100% for African-Americans on those plantations, guys. This in isolation means nothing. Yeah, and he, he compares it to the footage of Bernie not clapping for that. Yeah, right. He's like, look how right. much Bernie hates black. And, oh, and God love Bernie Sanders just sitting there Golf clapping, three claps over six minutes, just there. One, <laughs> two, there you go. <laughs> I literally got around. It takes some solid brass balls to accuse Bernie Sanders, who got arrested in a civil rights protest, of being a racist against Donald Trump. Like, yeah. Donald Trump's not racist. You know who's racist? Bernie fucking yeah. Sanders. Oh, Jesus. All right. And then he goes, he's like, where's the fascism today? And it's like, dude, you've asked that question like eight times in the last 20 minutes of this movie, right? Where's the racism now? Where's the fascism? Quit asking that fucking question. He says, not with Trump. Trump is a nationalist, which is the first thing it lists under the definition of fascism. Fuck. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, well, you know who else was a nationalist? Mandela. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Romulus, Romulus, <laughs> Jesus, and then this is where we get evil facing away from us, Obama. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, because he's going to use evil facing away from us, Obama, which I want to see that listing, by the way, looking for the back of Obama's head impersonator. <laughs> uh, this is where he points out that the deep state came for their political opponents. Him. Yep. You know. When he went to jail under Obama, I was convicted of a crime just for committing it. How fascist <laughs> is that? Jesus. It's the gangsterization of America. The gangsterization <laughs> of American politics, he calls it. The dude violated campaign finance laws and got caught. Yep. I can see why, Obama, why Trump is really in a hurry to pardon someone for that. There is... No thing that Dinesh D'Souza shouldn't put in this movie that he doesn't put in this movie. <laughs> Here's me beating my wife. What? Yeah, what? exactly. If there was a, a blooper reel of him hitting his wife over the credits, he'd have a perfect score with this film. He goes, you know what else fascists like? Cultural conformity. 
is so do the Democrats. They want everyone to conform to a world where you can be gay or straight or bi or cis or trans or non-binary or Christian or Muslim or atheist or Jewish, etc., and be treated equally. That's conformity, where everyone is the same fuck. Uh, you know, Madonna and Kathy Griffin, the real dangers, the real, <laughs> real menaces. Madonna. If you think Kathy. about it, Nazi cultural control is an awful lot like me not being allowed to use the N-word, if you think about it. Yeah. But, freedom of speech. Freedom of speech. Come on. Yes. <laughs> this whole political correctness is over academia is really to blame for all this stuff. I mean, that is such a tired argument. We still keep getting it. Yeah. Just... Despite the evidence to the contrary. Yeah. But he's going to go to some hard-hitting journalists to find out about these fascists. Well, okay, before you reveal the name, I want to point out, Eli, that at one point in this you said, and now we get our one crazy person he's going to interview earlier I, about a different person. <laughs> uh, I would like to retract that previous I thought you might. And, and send apologies. <laughs> and send apologies. Please... Give me and my family time in this difficult time. <laughs> yes. Not like the other time I wore blackface. So who's his, who's his next interview subject, Eli? The head of Project Veritas. James O'Keefe. Who had already been convicted. Yes. About lying about the baby parts at Planned Parenthood. <laughs> when this movie was made. I thought this guy was familiar. Yeah. James O'Keefe had to check with his lawyer about whether or not it violated the conditions of his parole before he talked in this movie. Yep. Almost guaranteed he had to be like, hey, if I re-show that footage and I just talk about Antifa, I'm good, right? And his lawyer was like, I hate you, James. I hope you die. And he's like, okay. <laughs> yeah, because if anybody's qualified to speak on behalf of Antifa, it's James O'Keefe. This is the dumbest fucking possible interview. You got Dinesh D'Souza saying to him, he's like, hey, isn't it true that Antifa are the real fascists? And and James O'Keefe's like, yep. And then and then Dinesh is like, who funds Antifa? And James O'Keefe says, Tom Steyer and George Soros. George Soros. This movie hit Cecil hangs up on you on cognitive dissonance levels of stupid. We made it, everybody. We made it. <laughs> I love who funds Antifa. Who's paying for all them black masks and Twitter handles? <laughs> oh. oh, fuck you. But yes, now it's time to hate on George Soros for a bit. Now, this was probably the least comfortable part of the film for me, right? So if you don't know George Soros' story, and I believe it's actually supposed to be pronounced Soros or Soros or something like that. I, I, it's a weird Hungarian name. But anyway... When George Soros was a little boy growing up in, in, in Hungary under Nazi occupation, at 14 years old, his dad gave him to a family friend and said, hey, pretend he's your Christian kid, right? Or yeah. adopted Christian kid. You would do anything in the world to protect your family if you could and to evade Nazi capture and death. That seems pretty reasonable to me. Right. But to hear fucking Dinesh D'Souza say it, uh, tell it, it was it, it, George Soros was evil because he didn't do anything to stop the Third Reich as a 14 year old boy. You know, those preteens who don't really take up arms yeah. the way you want them to. <laughs> That's how you know George Soros is the villain in this story. 
I mean, he should have set that movie theater on fire when Hitler yeah. was there watching that movie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> he should have been the man who killed Hitler and then Bigfoot. Yeah. No, it's, okay. So, but that's the fucking thing, right? So he the, he shows this interview of George Soros talking to somebody about growing up in this circumstance. He's like, "Yeah, man. So, like, part of what you had to do was actually go along with people when they were taking property from Jews and 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 help catalog that. Do you feel guilty about that?" And he's like. I was a 14-year-old kid. Right. I was a 14-year-old kid being drugged along to, to, to help in this evil and shit. He's like, no, I don't feel guilt about that. I feel like, you know, I want to do everything I can in my power to stop that from happening to another 14-year-old kid. Yep. And Dinesh D'Souza says, wow, doesn't feel guilty about the Holocaust at all. Basically, head of the death camps, if you think about it. But yeah, at one point, he basically says, and this is damn near a quote. He says, you know, Soros saw nothing wrong with what the Nazis were doing and would clearly, this part is a quote, and would clearly do it again. Wow. I love how he he has to call him the phony grandfather. Yeah. Yeah, and he lied about who his grandfather was. He didn't even come clean. He should have been like, hey, this guy really isn't my grandfather. George Washington couldn't tell a lie. What the fuck's wrong with you, George Soros? Uh, Jesus Christ. So after George Soros sees the real face of evil in the entire world, he basically renounces religion, becomes an atheist, and so that makes him pure evil. Yeah. No, exactly. He get, he at one point uh, Dinesh is like, "Wow, sounds a lot like Mengele, that George Soros guy. The way he doesn't feel guilty, Mengele didn't feel guilty either." You know, two I, peas in a pod. Hillary yeah. Hillary doesn't feel guilty about the Holocaust either. They're really all on this list. <laughs> Negative twelve year old Hillary Clinton did nothing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, now it's time to, we've we've learned enough. Dinesh can drop the truth on us. Democrats are the real racists and fascists, and they want to steal your money and kill America. I mean, just look at Venezuela, the only global example of a socialist country. The only one his second wife can think of. (laughs) I asked my wife, she's got more sense. (laughs) Jesus. Okay. So the riots in Venezuela give away to some Morning in America B-roll. Oh, God, this was so painful. Oh, it was nine years long. Oh, and this is the music video. Yeah. Yeah, it's a fucking it's 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 a unironic Colbert Report intro video set to a public domain America song. But yeah, we're looking at how awesome America is. The last shot in the fucking montage is a humpback whale. I'm like, oh, is that an American Humpback whale is that? Better better not be one of those damn immigrants. Yeah, it looks like a Canadian to me. I don't know. I'd like to see a birth certificate. Jumps over the wall like Free Willy. Oh, I hate that whale now. (laughs) (laughs) I was honestly waiting for Lincoln to come back during this part and salute the flag and give us a thumbs up. Nope, we're saving that for the end. Um, <laughs> it's practically I exactly wish that this was the end. I was really yeah, hoping right. the end credits were coming. Then I paused. I was like, "Oh fuck!" But no, yeah, right. You keep looking at the runtime, and you're like, "Wow, there's still a lot more." Yeah. So now it's time for his friends to dress like Nazis again. We we do this whole thing about the white rose where they get the history all wrong on it. But basically, the idea is like you know, back in Nazi Germany, some people were willing to 
face death by making documentary films or pamphlets. It was pamphlets back then, but that would be the same as making documentary films. So the way that will save America is by buying my movie. I wrote in my notes, if the caption like and share this on Facebook comes up, I get to kill myself. (laughs) Some people, unlike George Soros, actually did something during the war. Right, right. Yeah, exactly. He's like, let's not George Soros our way around about it. Let's do something here, people. Right, and I mean, look, nothing against the White Rose, but like, even the other resistant movements at the time were like, you should probably be killing Nazis instead of handing out pants. <laughs> <laughs> and at least don't do that publicly, you idiots. Yeah. He should have chosen a group that there isn't a bunch of writing from other resistance movements being like, I don't know what those pussies are up to. They're Nazis. <laughs> you want to bring those pamphlets over here and help us build a bomb? We're going to escape this ghetto. <laughs> I have a real love-hate relationship with the IMDb, but I love that somebody took the time to go in under the goofs section yes. and point out all of the wrong things with the White Rose at this point. There, oh. There's like five goofs listed on it. Four of them are this scene, right? And the other right. one is Hitler was to a homophobe. That was the other <laughs> one. <laughs> what a goof! <laughs> You're thinking like, oh, there's a uh, microphone that's present in this. No, no. It's just that this is all factually incorrect. Yeah, no, exactly. Exactly. The whole the whole movie actually was a goof. Um, Yeah. All right. So, yeah, but we watched this recreation of these people giving out pamphlets. And by the way, they could not look more suspicious. Right. They're constantly looking. It's like smoking a joint in public with idiots. Right. Yeah. So but this montage goes on for minutes and minutes and minutes of them putting up pamphlets but eventually she gets caught this this christian chick who i don't know that i guess the christians consider her to be something of a, a nazi germany martyr and again just for clarity historically well she didn't actually throw them all over the place she just brought them to school and then the nazis caught her yeah like literally just brought them to school and was like i would like to give these out and the professor was like no, man, the Nazis are in charge. The Nazis are like, yeah, you're going to need to come with us. Can I give out my pamphlets first? No. No. <laughs> Have you heard about the Bielski brothers? They're doing something that matters. <laughs> you know, there was a munitions train outside earlier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we get this yeah. ridiculous scene where she's being interrogated by the SS, and they ignore the fact that they actually had a trial for her and all of that. They they, they by, by in in D'Souza's retelling, there's just some Nazis in a room that goes like, off with her head! You know this is wrong, right? You shouldn't do this. <laughs> it's it's better because the guy goes, how dare you speak against the Fuhrer! In a movie that is defending current President Donald yes! Trump. Yes! <laughs> yes! Jesus. This is just another in a long history of persecutions of Christians (laughs) just like today. (laughs) See, she was a Christian. She was against the Nazis. So atheists are Nazis. And then they cart her off and chop off her head. Right. Now, this this brings us to Dinesh D'Souza giving us giving a sad face. Oh, it's a watching Dinesh D'Souza try to simulate empathy is for, he might as well be trying to jump backwards out of his skin. He's like, <laughs> mouth down, point mouth down. Blow. He's wow. standing in front of this memorial about this chick that he was just telling us about. And he's trying to do sad face. And we're like, do you need to 
You blow your nose, man? Do you need a you just something in your eye or what's going on here? What do you got going? You ever have someone bring their kid who can tell when their kid is shitting to an event? <laughs> yes. That's that's the reaction I want to get. You pooping, buddy? He's pooping. Give him a second. There you go. He goes, but what can we do to fight against the Nazi Democrats? He's like, you know who who fought lefties? Reagan. Reagan. Yeah. He says Trump is the inheritor of Reagan's mantle. And I agree in pretty much every way that Dinesh doesn't want me to. Yep. Right. Whoops. Yes. All right. Well, but now Lincoln's back. Right. Link, uh, Abraham Lincoln shows back up in the movie. Um, to tell us that Democrats really haven't changed since the Civil War. It's basically the same thing. Yep. <laughs> he says at this point, Dinesh says at this point, if you think about it, Trump has Lincoln's inner toughness. <laughs> In, oh, inner, not outer because of the bone spurs. Well, right. Yeah, but it's inner tough. The rain at that World War One. <laughs> In, In his heart. He's tough on Twitter. I bet they both would have been tough on Twitter. Well, if you think about it, I mean, Lincoln did get killed by an actor, and we know actors are Democrats. So yeah, yeah. like that bitch uh, Meryl Streep shows up in here. Oh <laughs> yes. my god! <laughs> oh, an actor just like the ones that killed Lincoln. <laughs> oh, Meryl Streep's greatest performance. <laughs> the back of the oh, head. <laughs> I don't think that's six <laughs> I don't think that makes it into the final cut. Of she gets away with it. She would totally get away with it. That's she would just pretend to be somebody else. There you I, go. I challenge that edit. I challenge it, Andrew. <laughs> yeah, we'll let Andrew be the judge. I win. <laughs> and okay, and then we literally close on the goddamn Gettysburg Address. Okay, we're good. We're talking about Trump, and we're going to close on great oration. Oh, well, no, actually, oh. we're going to close on a black choir singing glory, glory, hallelujah for nine and a half minutes, which, to be fair, if if Dinesh had come out and done like a really high solo over this choir, <laughs> I would have forgiven the whole <laughs> Come on. He rises up. He's in an all white tuxedo. He's just hitting high F's like little Richie. I was waiting for him to turn to the camera and be like, see, those darkies really can sing. <laughs> they love me. All right. So to close things off, I have two questions for you guys. A, were you convinced by ne Dinesh D'Souza's argument? And B, what the hell was Dinesh D'Souza's argument? Ooh, ooh. <laughs> I don't think that I don't think that's going to make it into the show everybody. <laughs> well, no, but mostly because you gave map coordinates, Eli. That's that's, that's on me. Yeah. That is on me. All right. So, Mike, what do you what do you think are you convinced is is Trump Lincoln basically? Oh, well, one and the same. I mean, I'm surprised that Trump isn't wearing a stovetop pipe hat right now. Yeah, I mean, if you look at the cover, there he clearly is turning into Lincoln. We can see it happening before our very own. He's aware Lincoln. <laughs> it happens every blood moon. <laughs> <laughs> All of a sudden, he can speak. Yes. He knows, uh, knows passages from the Bible, can read words. He knows the best words. Oh, wait, the blood moon's going away. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. All right. Well, Mike, I cannot thank you enough for suffering through this. Literally, like, I mean, I could send you flowers every day for the rest of your life. It would not do the trick, but I'm going to start anyway. 
Thanks so much for hanging out with us today, man. It's been a blast. Well, thank you so much for having me. This is a real honor. Like I was saying before we went on the air, this is one of the few podcasts that I actually listen to since I'm spending too much time making my own. Right on, man. I, well, I, I got to say, it's 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 a high honor to be a podcaster's podcast, right? <laughs> um, so if our listeners want to hear a little more from you, where, where can they go? They can go over to projectionboothpodcast.com, where every week I'm talking about movies that aren't anything like this movie for the most part. Uh, <laughs> we, we did uh, cover one of Steve Bannon's films uh, about Ooh. a year or so ago. Wow, that was painful. My goodness. Wow, I guess it maybe it could have been worse. I mean, I don't know if I have to look at Dinesh D'Souza or Steve Bannon. I will pick Dinesh D'Souza. There's not a lot of people, not a lot of people that would lose to him on that one. All right, well, thanks again for hanging out. We got to do it again sometime, man. And of course, if you want to hear more from Mike, just check the show notes. I will have a link to his podcast there. And well, that's going to do it for our review of Death of a Nation. That's not going to do it for the episode just yet because we still need to entice you to come back for more. So, Eli, tell us what's on deck. Reefer Madness, live from Denver, Colorado. Which is both before and after now. That's yep. so, I get so, when I go to Denver, time doesn't work right. Who right. is the president? So with that to look forward to, we're going to bring episode 186 to a merciful close. Once again, a huge thanks to Mike for hanging out with us today. Check the show notes to hear more from him. And perhaps an even huger thanks to all the Patreon donors that help make the show go. And if you'd like to count yourself among their ranks, you can make a per episode donation at patreon.com slash godawful and thereby earn early access to an ad-free version of every episode. You can also help a ton by leaving us a five-star review on iTunes and by sharing the show on all your various social media platforms. And if you enjoyed this show, be sure to check out our sibling shows, The Scathing Atheist, Citation Needed, and The Skeptocrat, available on iTunes, Stitcher, and wherever else podcasts live. If you have questions, comments, or cinematic suggestions, you can email godawfulmovies at gmail.com. Legal services for this podcast are provided by the law offices of P. Andrew Torres. Tim Robertson takes care of our social media. Our theme song was written and performed by Ryan Slotnick of Vila Drafts on Mars. All of the music was written and performed by our audio engineer, Morgan Clark, and was used with permission. Thanks again for giving us a chunk of your life this week. For Heath Enright and Eli Bosnick, I'm No Illusions. Promise to work hard and earn on the chunk next week. Until then, we'll leave you with the Breakfast Club close. America went on to be great again in 2021. The lapels in this movie were eventually converted to the satellites that power your internet today. <laughs> hey, what are you doing here? I'm here the whole here. time. Behind you. I love when all I see going in is censored. Right? Yeah, There's no idea. I, I, I thought you might actually say, oh, and, you know, this is just a, a, a space that we're going to leave while we put the board in. Nope, got to go there, right? <laughs> well, it's worse. It's, it's better than what Heath does in those <laughs> instances. Oh, God, my great German accent gets to get in here, too. Okay, great. Oh God! Can I can I be uh, Benito Mussolini? You can be Hitler, Eli. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, they should though. <laughs> <sighs> All right. So I guess I'm not much better at Mussolini. I'll just I'll, I'll just be Hitler next time. I, guess. I thought your Mussolini was fantastic. <laughs> well, thank I, you. I thank I, you. I would have gone for more of a fat Tony uh, as as Mussolini, but yeah. I, I'm Mussolini. <laughs> <laughs> Ha <laughs> <sighs>
<laughs> awesome. I'm Carl the fascist punk of Pegacorn. <laughs> oh, God. All right. that fan art. All right. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> the preceding podcast was a production of Puzzle and a Thunderstorm, LLC. Copyright 2019. All rights reserved.